0: Hi, my name is Marlene. Welcome to the New Mom Initiation podcast. So this is the place where I talk and interview women from all over the world and they share their beautiful and transformative stories into motherhood. So we do this to pass on the torch of wisdom to the next generation and just to inspire every woman that is in this motherhood journey and we can all connect together. Okay, so I'm talking to Amanda today and she has been a creative visionary since birth. She began her creative expression with classical ballet at the age of three and continued on this path for over 20 years, spending the later years in contemporary dance with movement as her medicine, diving into the world of yoga, felt like a natural flow. It was through yoga that her body, mind and heart stepped onto the path of remembrance and her consciousness began to expand. Over her life, Amanda has explored her many gifts. In the most recent years, she has shared her deep connection with plants through her work in herbalism and aromatherapy. She currently works for a botanical self-care company that gives her the opportunity to work outdoors on an organic farm as well as in a laboratory transforming plants and creating self-care products. Some of her studies include the goddess arts, conscious business, shadow work, as well as walking the path of sacred plant medicine. She is a devoted student of Sophia Tom of Temple Body Art School and is currently in her second year of Sophia's global mentorship for embodied feminine leaders. And last, last but not least, she became a mom In 2018, of a beautiful daughter and becoming a mother has awakened her to her mission of creating a sacred container for women to live the maiden to mother transformation and integration. And Amanda currently lives in a small village in Quebec, right on the border of Vermont, with her husband and daughter. Wow, that's already a beautiful story. So, Amanda, welcome. I'm so happy that you're here and that I get to talk to you.
1: Thank you. Yeah, I'm excited to be here
0: with you. Great. So yeah, I'm just gonna dive in. Um, so obviously, um, you are a new mom and you have a beautiful baby girl. Uh, and I was curious where your story started. The first thing that, that I want to ask you is, what did your life look like before you became a mom? What were your days like? What did you do?
1: I love this question. It's so nice to reflect back. (laughs) Um, Well, I just celebrated my 40th birthday. So um, my life has been revolving around myself for the last uh, many, many years. (laughs) And um, yeah, I was but really focused on my own path of spiritual growth and personal development. I was working full time. So um, this was definitely the rhythm of my lifestyle was like working Monday to Friday, nine to five kind of thing. Um, And yeah, just taking everything I needed to focus on um, getting to know myself in a deeper way. And um, also within my relationship with my husband, this was something I was very focused on as well. So yeah, I feel like this. Just knowing of that, my life was really just about me, and I was like at the center of everything. Right. <laughs> and I was very comfortable with this. I was really enjoying it. I went through a lot of um, different phases and transitions in life, and I did a lot of traveling as well. I was traveling uh, for quite a few years before, so it was easy to go away for three months at a time and and then come back home. And yeah, just kind of be in the moment in a lot of ways right okay that sounds great
0: and when did you come to that realization that you were ready to like invite a life into your world you could say when did that
1: start happening mm-hmm. that process mm. um i think it had been in me for quite a few years and um Actually, I had seen some of this information during a plant medicine ceremony some years before, but there was like so many different things that were just not clearly aligned for me. And um, in 2018, um, my husband and I really started feeling into this in a deeper way and decided to enter onto a path of conscious conception. Um, For us, that meant like really um, aligning our 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 desires, our ideas, and our energy so that we could really like bring it together and um, be on this path with uh, unity.
0: That sounds beautiful. So before, was this before conception already, you were sort of tuning, you could say, with your husband to get on the same page on different levels?
1: Yeah, exactly. One of the um, exercises that we did on this was we created a mandala, so a drawing of a mandala and and just working with um, different elements. So it can be done in many different ways. Um, and within this, we would write down and express like, what was our intention and what did we need to get there and, and what were our feelings about it? So we explored a lot of different parts of ourselves and we, we put it on paper, we drew it, and then we displayed it in our house so that we could come back to, like, what, what's our intention with this and just be really clear with ourselves.
0: I love that. There's so much intention. It's not like, okay, just let's get pregnant and not really think about it, but it's really... Yeah. <laughs> created this whole environment you really were setting up yourself to to invite a life i really like Mm -hmm. beautiful so what happened after that you were preparing
1: and how did the story continue from there well we were we were preparing, and it actually took a little bit longer than I thought it would because I had been pregnant before um and didn't follow through with the pregnancies for various reasons, one with miscarriage and um and so. I was just kind of feeling like as soon as we start doing this i'm gonna get pregnant but at the same time not feeling like totally ready for it to happen in that moment and so quite a few months passed by and i think i started to go into um a sense of concern or worry like oh maybe this is not what is meant for me and even though i feel like so strongly my soul is telling me like yes you will be a mother in this life yeah, I started to get into a little bit of a state of, of worry and concern. Is my body functioning properly? Like, is there anything that I'm doing wrong? And, and a lot of this mental part came into it. And so I did go through a process of, um, of this and then trying to let this go and just like release to whatever was meant to happen and just trust and can be it can definitely be tricky to stay in this place all the time when there's something (laughs) that you're really you know you're really wanting and you're desiring and you're working so consciously towards it um and I was really caught in this age thing in my mind as well like you know I'm I'm getting older and I don't know how much time I have and just like bringing in a lot of this mental stuff from outside and getting a bit distracted so I had I had kind of like let myself go a little bit, and um, and then basically, I just woke up one morning and felt like, okay, well, my my bleeding is a little bit late, but not much. But something feels a little bit different. I'm gonna take a pregnancy test, but I really don't think that I'm pregnant. I think I'm just getting really caught in this mental stuff again, and I need to do this for myself to make myself feel better. And so, um, I was pregnant (laughs) and so, yeah, it was, it was interesting just to see like where I had been blocking myself and, um, and getting really caught into my mind, um, and not letting my body just be the, the, the voice of, of truthfulness and the voice of, um, of, yeah of realness for what was actually happening but at this point I was only three weeks pregnant so it was amazing to find this out so early wow, so, so early. I can that energy yeah it was very early <laughs> yes but I do think
0: this story already is is something that so many women can relate to because we all get caught up in this Or not all of us, but some of us (laughs) get caught caught up and we're excited to get pregnant, right? Mm -hmm. And then we really want it. And then maybe it takes a little bit longer and then you get insecure and you get these stories in your mind. And then it's the art of letting go, right? And surrendering into the moment and trusting your body and knowing that it's going to be okay. So I think it's already, yeah,
1: something that is so relatable. Yeah, absolutely. It resonates so much with what you're saying and how you're reflecting this back and just this piece about how we can um, lose trust in our body really easily, especially when it comes to something like, like pregnancy and um, we've all had our own stories with what we've, what we've grown up with and what we've seen around us. Um, so it's really interesting, yeah, to see, to see that and to share about that with other women. Yes, exactly.
0: So it's a good thing that we're talking about it <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, yeah <laughs> um so um so you were pregnant, and how did you experience going into your pregnancy right, and being pregnant, and how did you feel? How did you experience that
1: The first um I guess about five weeks were so beautiful. Well, because I knew I was pregnant at three weeks. So I had about two weeks of just feeling so magical. And it was like I was in this um, sort of psychedelic type feeling that, you know, where everything is really like exaggerated and colorful and and everything is moving with so much beauty around you and that ended very abruptly and then i was sick for my entire pregnancy so, nice. <laughs> so i had yeah i had a lot of nausea like every day i was i was nauseous all day um i was having a lot of trouble sleeping i had so much sinus congestion around my 6th month i went into having some really intense congestion in my head so Um, I was really disrupted with sleep and, um, I was working full time for the first four months. And then at that point I decided that it just wasn't possible for me to keep up with that rhythm and went down to working just two to three days a week. Um, but yeah, it was, it was really tough being pregnant. I, I loved it so much. Um, you know, just this, this being growing inside of us, it's so special and, um, there was so many beautiful moments, but overall it was really, really hard on my body. Um, and yeah, I had a lot of sadness because of this as well, that I was like really wanting to enjoy it, um, a different way and just couldn't often get past where my body felt so not well. Um, and actually, my husband and I went to Costa Rica when I was just under seven months pregnant because we I really got to a point, like, I just feel like I need to go be in the water somewhere. And it was really winter here for, for the big part of my pregnancy because I became pregnant in October. Um, and so, yeah, we decided to go to the ocean just to get a little bit of relief from how intense the, the time was. And I think I had a nice point um, maybe around eight months um I had sort of a little window of, of feeling well but during that time we actually got married so we were quite busy <laughs> at that point point. and then yeah the last month was also pretty intense it was it was really hot here and I was just feeling swollen throughout my whole body and um I think just feeling like ready to move on from the from the intensity of of being pregnant
0: Yes, wow. Obviously, uh, for every woman, the pregnancy is a different experience.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Sounds like your body was really having a difficult time during the Mm -hmm. pregnancy. Did you feel like you could connect to your child? Like even through that, like because you're saying, I also felt that it was special. And of course, there's like a baby, there's a life growing inside of you and... I think everything in your body is just going there, you know, all your resources probably, and then you can get really sick or uncomfortable. It can happen.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was, I was connecting to her very deeply. I was doing a lot of um, work with different energetic healers. So I was doing some different type of um, journeying with her soul and um, Mm with our bodies together. I went through a pretty big period of shadow work when I was about three months. Um, I, Yeah, I think that a lot of the sickness was about helping me to go there and to just really open up this space that I think had been really hard for me to access in the years prior. So with all this, with all the feelings of sickness, I hold so much gratitude for it because there was such a big opening in myself. I was able to see so far beyond what I'd ever been able to see in myself, understand um, what I was capable of and also just understanding so much deeper my body. Who is this body? What is this body that I'm, I'm living in? So, yeah, we did some really beautiful work, me and her while she was in my womb and um, Mm -hmm. I was for almost the whole pregnancy thinking that she was a boy. I was I was feeling like quite convinced and I I didn't have any ultrasounds um, and I had met with a couple of different, um, energetic healers who did this type of work where they would go in and, and actually speak to the baby Induro and everyone had said the same thing. Yes, it's a boy. It's a boy. Um, that was a really interesting piece for me as well, because I had had some blocks in my life with, um, my own masculine energy and this experience really, really opened that up for me. So um yeah, again, just a lot of gratitude for all of the work that we did together, me and her, while she was in my womb.
0: Wow, that's really beautiful. Like you really went on a journey and you really looked at your own shadows as well there, and the things that came up. And I think that's exactly yeah but but, but, but what's a good thing to do whenever anything comes up that you just look at it and that you still be that you're still able to feel gratitude or for anything that is in your space basically even if it if it doesn't feel great that's basically what it is right Um, and you were already sharing a bit about what you did to connect to your child in your belly um Are there any other things that you did to prepare also for the birth and for the time after while you were pregnant?
1: Well, one of the things I I did a lot while I was pregnant was dance. And I've always had a very um, deep connection with dance. I've been dancing since I was a small child. Um, And now I'm just more into um, the vibe of ecstatic dance. So just really being free with the body and exploration and yeah I was I was maybe about six months pregnant I felt like I really needed to kind of surrender to my uh, typical yoga practice and just get into more like moving however my body felt good Um, and so I was having a lot of fun with this while I was pregnant and just finding the this be such a, a big tool for me to just you know, enjoy and enjoy my body. And sometimes I would even dance in front of a mirror just to be able to see like, how is my body changing? And this also was an amazing tool for me during the birth and after the birth, Um during the birth. Yeah, I think with all of it, it was just really about like finding this very familiar connection to my body um, and just seeing like what wanted to come through and how it wanted to come through and and playing like definitely just feeling this sense of how I could just play and and release whatever was coming up through that play. Right. Nice.
0: And did you feel a a strong connection before you got pregnant with your body or is that something that that's been kind of on and off?
1: It's been a process um you know today, if I see where I am right now, I would say I had absolutely no connection with my body before I gave birth
0: <laughs> but
1: that I think it's it's because like I'm continuing to work so much with this and and through the process of birth and postpartum, I've had such a deeper dive than I ever really thought possible, so yes, I've always been really connected to my body um and but I think I was often um trying to change things, or um there was definitely some judgment as as many of us can have about ourselves when we when we feel or see certain things some some different types of judgment and trying to be something in certain moments right. um, and uh, yeah, maybe some like. Resistance to see what was actually there. So, you know, again, it's a journey and it's it's a process and it's all so important. So, whatever it was for 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 anybody going through the journey with their own body, like it all. There's so many lessons in all of it. It all serves a great purpose, whatever stage that we're at. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I I I, um, I do look back with happiness that I was there. I was present with my body and and um, no matter what was my state in the moment. Wow, well, yeah, exactly,
0: yeah, yeah, beautiful,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and are there other things you did to prepare? course you've mentioned dancing, moving your body, aesthetic dance, connecting, did you do do anything else, maybe, like a course, or you know, but usually sometimes women take these courses to prepare for their birth, for example,
1: or do uh, breath work or
0: do anything in, in that
1: direction? I didn't do any type of course. Um, I had a doula. So we we met uh, every month and, you know, just got into all the different topics about birth and postpartum. And my doula was actually a very good friend of mine. So was really nice. Um, we had already had a lot of these conversations before I even got pregnant and she was really up she was there with me for the whole journey of even even the the conception um and yeah i, I i've always had a a meditation practice and um so i felt that that was enough to just keep doing the practice that I had already already been doing and I've studied different types of breath work over the years as well so I didn't really go too too much deeper with any of this I was really um into the orgasmic birth idea I read this book when I was maybe two months pregnant and I got so excited and oh this is such a beautiful concept and <laughs> um and yeah I knew that I wanted to have as natural a birth as possible at home and so I focused a lot on just creating this uh, environment with the team of women that I would have around me my midwife my doula the other the other women I had called in to support and setting up this space and just kind of creating this um, this sort of vision and I did feel I did feel that I was able to let go to whatever was meant to happen was going to happen. And I think that just a lot of different moments throughout my life had led me to that place of knowing, like, don't try and control something too much. You just need to be present and you need to listen. Of course, there's this idea and it's really hard not to get involved in this, in the ideas that we had that she was gonna be born in the birthing pool, in the water, in the space. and um it wasn't how it happened <laughs> <laughs> <Of course not. laughs> and I and I the the day after I gave birth I was reflecting like wow I really wish that I had of gone a little bit deeper into some different types of uh breath work that could be really beneficial for giving birth um but Yeah, there was a lot of things. There was a lot of places to give my energy while I was pregnant. And I just felt like I'm going to just let go and just allow whatever is going to happen to happen. And as I said, I felt really confident with the team of women that I had called in to be my support. So I put a lot of trust into into the situation.
0: I actually love that you are that you set up such a good support system for yourself i think that's mm-hmm. one of the most important things to create actually before you go into that you know when you're pregnant just create that environment for yourself where you can actually surrender because it's so it can be so hard to like if you're you get get what you're just saying the control, right, the story that you have, it should be like this, it should be like that, and if something starts to feel unsafe, then all of a sudden, like, if you don't have that support, it becomes very difficult to really go into your body, right? Like, that's how, mm-hmm. actually, was my experience, at least.
1: <laughs> um, oh, yeah, maybe.
0: Yeah. So, um, do you want to share something about your birth? like in those maybe days up to the birth and how you experienced that that part of the journey
1: yeah i would love to <laughs> um i think i was maybe four or five days past what they thought was my due date we didn't because we didn't do ultrasounds there was no real conclusive timing given and i had had in my mind that it was gonna happen on july the 7th this this day came to me and so i had stuck with that throughout my whole pregnancy and on the <clears throat> excuse me <clears throat> on the day of of July the 7th I kind of started to set into a bit of a, a feeling of depression and okay I, you know why is it not happening I was just feeling really ready to not be pregnant anymore I was my whole body was so swollen and um we had gone out that morning and I came home feeling a little bit sad like what's going on and starting to worry maybe a bit that I was going to go too far past due and in Canada they only let us go a certain to a certain date before you're not allowed to have a home birth anymore and so I went to bed that night and around 4 a.m I woke up and I think the contractions had just started and I was Trying to convince myself that it wasn't really happening because I had had a lot of Braxton Hicks before, mm-hmm. and um, maybe about a half an hour after I woke up, it was it was definitely happening, and so I went to wake up my husband and call the doula, and. The contractions really like within forty-five minutes, they started full on. Only about two minutes between them, and I was really shocked because so many women had told me, "On your first baby, like you're going to have all this time in between the contractions, you should have a hobby or something to do at the at the while you're while you're starting your labor, um, and you don't need to call the midwife or doula for hours." And I was laying on the bathroom floor, like. I don't know is it supposed to be like this because it feels really intense and anyways my doula and my my another woman uh, that I had to support me arrived and we just dove fully into it it was like a full-on active labor right from the moment and I labor or I I was in my contractions like this for about three hours before I was fully dilated and then um yeah just remember the moment when okay is it like it really feels like I need to start pushing and everyone's saying like yes you can start pushing and still sort of feeling like in this state of surprise like everything is happening so fast and those three hours that I spent just in these contractions um were really beautiful actually i was fully in it but feeling really connected to my body and and my breath and i was dancing a little bit and you know moving around um, in the space as much as i could and just enjoying the time and then i started to push and, and things got a lot more intense and I stayed in this state of pushing for another 3 hours and the contractions were only about a minute apart so it was really like on top of each other it was quite an intense time and we had a lot of time in and out of the pool and just couldn't find a place um that was really feeling comfortable and supportive so there was a lot of moving around and and yeah trying to trying to find a a spot that felt like it was going to be the right place for me to actually give birth. Um, And after about three hours, the the midwife started to get concerned that the her heart rate, rate was dropping quite a bit and it was not coming back up. And there was sort of a vibe at this point of like, it's not a crisis, but the feeling of a crisis was looming over us a little bit. And they are obligated to call an ambulance. So they had called the ambulance already to the house and... Um, Once the ambulance arrived, the the energy really shifted for me and I just felt like I was really stuck and didn't know what else to do to go forward. We had tried so many different things and um, there was five of us that were just all so involved and let's try this, let's try that. And nothing was really shifting. So um, yeah, with that combined with the fact that her heart rate was not doing well, we were transferred to the hospital Mm -hmm. and the ambulance ride was really, really tough. It was quite traumatizing. Um, Yeah, when I was at this state of, of, Giving birth, yeah, was was very very intense. I was really like holding my legs together because I was afraid that she was gonna come out in the ambulance, and I just didn't want to give birth in the ambulance. And there was a lot of meconium at this point coming out as well, and a lot of blood. So I was quite like unsure and a bit scared. Um, but but we have a really nice hospital, not too far away from where we are. And we arrived there and actually she was born within 10 minutes of arriving there and and getting into this space. Um, A doctor came in um, and she was a really, she was a woman with a really strong masculine energy. And the energy at the birth had been this very like watery flowy, and this is very much me. So everyone was really kind of serving what was this natural energy of me. And this doctor came in and she was so abrupt and forceful, but really dedicated. And she came with this breathing technique um, and just really commanded me like, this is what you're gonna do. She's gonna be born. You're gonna, you're gonna stay like this and you're gonna focus. And um, within, yeah, I guess, like I said, about 10 minutes, she was born. And, um, mm-hmm yeah, it was still a really beautiful, it was still a really beautiful moment because I was really connecting more to like the energy and, and my own feelings of surrender. I was having a lot of, uh, I've always had a lot of issues with like fully surrendering. Um, and at this point, I think I really hit that moment of like, okay, this is what it really means to surrender and, and move out of your mind. And don't this this doctor is gonna tell you to do something that is not what you wanna do, but that's part of what you need to do to surrender here. You need to go beyond what you have told yourself that is the thing that's gonna work. Um, and yeah, I had two pretty severe injuries, I think that happened from so many hours of pushing. Well, so many hours for me, I'm not sure to compare it to other women, but, um, I had had a fracture to my tailbone and I had a pretty bad tear. I think I needed about 14 stitches. So there was a little bit of a a shocking recovery, but, um, you know, I had my baby girl in my arms and she was, she was healthy and well. And, and I had all these beautiful women around me. So there was um, a lot of joy and a lot of love and, um, it kind of over over there was a sense of the the shock being not that important like everything else was overriding it and and um i wasn't super aware of it in the moment yeah
0: like it, it was like i i do love how you like that you went to the hospital but it sounds like you were still able to stay in that place even though you you come from one environment to the other which can be really intense especially when you're like in mid-labor or even at the end of your labor so wow it's it's yeah thank you for sharing that and um how did you experience then um the the days and looked at this very early period with your with your baby how did you go home and how did you experience that like physically
1: and mentally and emotionally as well yes um and I was in a lot of pain like I would say my pain was quite extreme but um I was in a bit of a, a, a fog as well that yeah the love was just so potent that I kind of wasn't paying a lot of attention to how, how much pain I was in. Um, I remember one point, maybe three days after she was born, just looking into her eyes and feeling like I just could journey like into the center of the universe with her and that we had known each other for our entire life. So there was just like such an incredible strong bond from the moment that we touched each other Mm -hmm. on the outside. So yeah, it was, was pretty beautiful the first few days and Um, Everything was, was going okay with the breastfeeding at the beginning, and then after three days, I really hit a wall, and I was experiencing a lot of pain trying to breastfeed, and I think this sort of triggered... Um, the rest of the pain in my body and how intense it was and started to break down with a lot of tears and, and exhaustion. I hadn't really slept in a few days and I lost a lot of blood while I was giving birth. So there was a lot of things happening at once, but I definitely remember that those first couple of days being quite special and then things starting to collapse a little bit afterwards.
0: <laughs> yeah, I can imagine that. <laughs> And then after that like how did that develop over the weeks after like how did you feel and how did you
1: experience that um i was really well supported my husband and i had already planned on the 40 day uh, postpartum time of just really resting and relaxing and we weren't gonna have uh, family or people come and and just like take as much time as we could ourselves, we felt that it was really important for us, the three of us, um, himself, myself, and our daughter to really bond and get to know each other before we let anybody aside from the doula and the midwife who were coming every day, um, anybody else to come into that energy. Um, and so that was really beautiful. Um, we had an osteopath come and do a treatment on both my daughter and myself and was was quite helpful. Um, I was able to move my body a little bit more and uh, I spent pretty much all of the time in bed as much as I possibly could I had um, him preparing meals and we had some friends who would just drop meals off outside or just come to the door and say you know a quick hello to him and he would bring the food up so we were really we were really dedicated to giving the time and space, um, I couldn't really walk. So it wasn't too, too hard to keep with that for a yeah. couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. There wasn't, I, I remember trying to walk down the stairs ab- about two weeks after she was born. I really wanted to go outside. We had had this whole vision. Um, we had our tent set up in our garden and our yard and I was gonna spend all this time out there. And so it was July and I was just like, I wanna get outside and I walked down the stairs and outside and just around the house and it was so painful and I was bleeding and there was just it was just making it really hard to not stay in bed and really um, take this time and that lasted for about three weeks so we didn't quite get to the 40 days we were like very full on for three weeks um and then he needed to go back to work my mother actually came to take care of me and she was really really helpful but um i think after three weeks i had started to feel a little bit like oh i need to do this or what about that and you know starting to get back into that those patterns um i need to take care of everything nobody else can do it the way that i do it so i had a little bit of trouble like really fulfilling that that 40 days and In all honesty, I needed it to go quite a bit longer. I started moving around probably way before I should have based on what was going on in my body. But I felt a lot of frustration. I felt um, shocked that um, there was so much pain afterwards. I just, I didn't even know that all of these different injuries that a woman can sustain during birth existed. Like I had never heard anybody talking about what I now know is a really, there's so many different possibilities of birth injuries. Um, so I was, yeah, I was surprised and I was questioning like, you know, is, is it supposed to be like this? And um, I'm not sure if, if yeah, just a lot of uncertainty, a lot of questions and a lot of uncertainty at the same time is feeling like I should just be getting back to doing things. Like this is normal, this I guess is how women feel. So, um I was so supported during the pregnancy and the birth and during those first, um, few weeks. And then after that, I really started seeing some, some big holes, not necessarily from the outside, but within myself as to like, what did I need to support myself and what did I need to ask for in order to support myself and just feeling like I feel lost. So I'm not sure how to support myself right now right
0: and you did uh, you were saying you did have the support from the environment at that point like you you had people around you that were helping you and taking care of you
1: so you mm-hmm. did feel like you had a community of people there yeah absolutely i had my doula here very often the midwife came uh firstly every day and then every other day for the first 2 weeks and as i said my husband was really um really and my mother came so there was a pretty good system of support um, yeah I know a lot of women don't have any support so I feel really blessed at the the amount of support that I did have
0: yeah it makes I think it's it makes a big difference if uh, at least you have that support system and it also sounds that you were prepared for it as well like you you, you, sh- you said uh, we had this period where we, the three weeks where we were just relaxing and it was just us and bonding. And I think that's beautiful because I feel also me, we rush into it and, then we, and I, get, I got all that family and friends visiting me very soon after giving birth. And it kind of overwhelmed me also. So I think it's mm-hmm. nice that you thought about that and you actually took that period of time just to, to be with your child or with your family. So that's really nice. So, what would you say? Um, um, what were like the you were, you shared a bit about that already, but what were like the the challenges for you during that fair first? Uh, you could say weeks or maybe even those first couple of months, depending how, on how you experienced that. What were like the challenges that you were saying now? Okay, that was really a challenge for me.
1: Oh, there was, there was many, there was many things, um, an overall sense of just not being prepared for the type of transformation. And yeah, as we talked about before, I was really submersed into, um, a program about, um, spirituality and, 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 uh, self-development, a really strong sisterhood. We were doing a lot of embodiment practices and, um, yeah i was in all of this work and i rem- i do remember like waking up one morning and feeling like oh my gosh i can't believe that this transformation is so powerful like i just had no idea and um and again feeling this sense of like surprise because i was doing so much work that i thought was going to be such a support and it really was i mean i can't imagine what it would have been like if i hadn't had um been this prepared but it still hit me that hard and I just felt like I had died and been reborn and I didn't know who I was and I didn't know how to explain to anybody around me who I was as well so it was very challenging my relationship with my husband to try and find that space you know when you're not giving fully to baby to talk between the two of you and to share like this is what I'm experiencing and to try and vocalize and verbalize something that's happening on the inside that we just don't understand and we feel really overwhelmed by can be one of the hardest things. So to ask someone for support when you don't even know what it is you're asking for. So that was definitely one of my, my biggest challenges is just who am I? And um, at the same time as feeling that, I was feeling like really excited about any feeling i had like oh this new woman is emerging i was like oh this feels really good and really juicy like she's really amazing i want to go more towards her and on the other side was like this this dying process of this woman who had had I, I had been for so many years so i was really like you know going in between the two depending on the moment and definitely depending on how tired i was and feeling this like being torn between Um, and one thing that was very strong that was happening is this woman, this mother that I was becoming was so clear in her yes and her no. And the woman that I had been before was really not able to, uh, speak her truth with, with conviction and power. And I loved this part of it, that it felt like, okay, I can really step into what my needs are and saying yes and saying no when, when this is really clear for me, but then having to deal with a lot of feelings of guilt and shame for doing this. So again, between those like two, those two parts of myself that were really far apart, there was no feeling of unity. It was like, you're, you're either her or you're her. And yeah, this was really stretching me in a lot of different places that were quite uncomfortable.
0: Yeah, I can imagine and I do I feel your story because I can totally relate to <laughs> everything you're saying. I think the the identity which you're talking about, that shift is who am I as a mother? That's also what I experienced that, that I felt like okay, and now there's this life that I'm responsible for and I don't know who I am anymore in this new space and I don't know how to talk about it. That is exactly what I experienced so yeah I I really feel that I thank you for, for sharing that because I feel like a lot of women go through that and they don't you don't know what to do with it right it's like you're in there and you've never experienced it before but how do you feel like you said you weren't prepared for it you didn't know that it was going to happen you did so much work like inner work right. Like, what do you feel um, would have helped you to know before getting into this period?
1: Looking back at it now, um, well, definitely listening to conversations like this by by exposing myself to women like yourself and many other women who are diving into these topics through. Uh, podcasts, through books, through through all sorts of different offerings that are available to get educated on what is postpartum, what is this really massive transformation um, that you're going to go through as a woman. Um, And, you know, I think we get really focused on the birth, and the birth is this really big event. And of course, it is a very big ceremony. But like with many ceremonies, it's the integration afterwards. And and what do you do with all of this new information? Like for me, my birth was very was very um, harsh, I think is a good way to put it. Like things just happen so intensely and so fast. Mm-hmm. And to even try and integrate information like that when you're sleeping during the night and you have space, it's, it's a lot. And so to take it to this level of being a new mom and having a baby um, that you you know you need to be giving to 24 hours a day and whatever else is going on in your life maybe you have other children as well and then trying to integrate that information at the same time as this like who am i becoming who wants to come out of me because it's not even that we're becoming someone else it's that there's new layers of ourselves that are being remembered that we're opening up to and that we're we're just meeting for the first time so there's this whole new relationship that we need to to come into with ourselves. So um, there's so many there's so many things that I would have done to expose myself to this information about postpartum, which is why I feel super passionately about it. Um, because I think there's a lot of work to be done in order to prepare women and to share with each other. I wish I had have talked to more women in my community or or wherever. Um, to know what was their story and what was their experience beyond the birth, beyond the baby, because, you know, we become mothers and yes, there's a baby, but we're sovereign beings. And so I still am on my own personal journey that is not about the baby. That is also just about me. So I think it's really important to take that into consideration that my daughter is sovereign and I'm sovereign and we have our own journey as well as our journey together. Yeah, I love that. And it's, it's, yeah, it's
0: exactly one of the reasons why I started this podcast, everything that you just said. And I, I think we're very much on the same page in that regard. Um, so yeah, like there's a lot of work to be done for sure. And I really do believe that if we, we would share more of these stories also and connect as women about the truth of these things, it already really helps you. And what you were saying I also really love is about the integration. That is an integration process. And, of course, you have more of those in your life. But this is, like, a huge integration process. That's also how I experienced it. So, yeah, that's... A... Mm. And um, I was wondering, like, this apart from the challenges, uh, what are some of the, the things that you experience as... Um, beautiful like that, that the challenges are not beautiful but what do you feel like wow what is How does it enriching your life to be a mom what are the things that you could share
1: about that yeah well you know I feel like I was born for this like really from the minute that she was born I just felt like I was was always meant to be here and there's just so much that feels so natural like I feel more myself than i've ever felt in my life so even though there's this huge transformation going on there's such a deep sense of familiarity and knowing and this is so juicy you know when we when we get to a point in life to feel like i'm i'm me i'm totally myself and again you know i've been like doing a lot of this work to come into that authentic self that is truly amanda Um, but becoming a mother just like really gave this big boost to say like here's your moment like step into it and so yeah it feels really good to wake up every morning and feel that like i'm i'm fully in myself and um being a mother is really bringing out so much of who i am like just being with my daughter and and playing and oh, so many of the things we do together like it just feels so natural for me um so i'm really feeling quite um inspired and quite called into the conscious parenting awakened parenting um, Life and so, this is really exciting as well to feel like this opening of somewhere that is really speaking to me and feeling like I really have a, a mission and a purpose within this. Of how we're raising the children um, and how we want to move forward as a collective. What is this new earth that we want to build together? Um, And, you know, so I'm diving into a lot of different things. Attachment parenting is very big in our family. We read the continuum concept when we were pregnant and just, Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. My sister actually gave me this. So, it was a really nice gift from within my family of, you know, attachment parenting and what this, what this is for us as human beings. And so I feel like I'm being a mother is really helping me dive even further into my own spiritual awareness and my own spiritual growth um, of what this, what this time of being a human being is all about. Um, So yeah, different types of, of, Uh, schooling as well so this is kind of an exciting point for me is to start to get into like how do we learn as humans and how do we grow and so in all these different types of ways Um, so yeah overall I think it's just this sense of like being um, taken into a realm of of who I truly am and what I'm here to offer and who I'm here to serve so, you know, it's just unfolding. We're only eight months into it. And I, I just want to go back um, as we were talking about like that time period afterwards and just say that I feel really strongly that the postpartum period is quite long. And at eight months, I feel like I'm, I'm really just beginning what this journey is. I think, you know, women can, it can take years to go through it. So, you know, every day more information is coming and there's more realizations and and having to face different things and um so just loving being a part of that and um seeing how i can like be such an aware and active part of my own transformation and also the connection to the other women like when you become a mother you really enter into this um beautiful sisterhood of other mothers and I, I have a beautiful sisterhood that I'm part of with women who are, are mothers and who are not mothers but there's definitely something really special for me about connecting to other mothers and the energy that we share and what our stories are and um, mm-hmm. yeah I love this I love this
0: part of it. It's important right to connect to other mothers especially also when you become a mom yourself. I would say, so mm-hmm. you can share your stories, And mm-hmm. but I feel uh, for, for some women that become mothers, they also start to feel a bit isolated sometimes. I hear that also. And was it just you and your baby and everybody goes off to work and everybody's going away and then it's you with your new life and your your baby and you're happy of course, but at the same time, it's like, okay, now what? You can have that feeling as well, right? Like, I don't know if you've had that, but I definitely had that for sure.
1: Yeah, I still have it. I still have days where I feel this really um, intense feeling of isolation. And I had a close sister tell me before I gave birth, um, she had her kids a few years before, you know, it can be really isolating. And I and I said to her, you know, I don't feel like that's going to be my story with it. I really like to spend time alone. And I also have a lot of creative projects going on that, you know, I can give my energy to. And when it started happening, I was like, you know, another one of these moments where we meet our ego and just see like a a chance to break this down and feel like, yes, my truth is that I feel really isolated. And I think last week I had a day that I felt that, and I do have a lot of different things going on right now, but... Um, yeah, the isolation is real. And I definitely feel that that's something that needs to be addressed for many women. Um, I know there's a lot of women out there who don't have a really big support system, who aren't involved in different types of sisterhoods that they can really go to when they're feeling this, um, who don't have personal practices that help to you know, bring them into their self, and I think one of the biggest things that happens is that women just forget who they are and just yeah. surrender and sacrifice to you know i'm not I'm not anybody anymore I'm just you know this person's mother, this person's wife, and yes. how important it is that we um we remember ourself in the process and and know that it's okay to feel isolated like there's we're allowed to feel whatever we want to feel and all of these feelings that are coming up they're real and if and if you're experiencing them like that's your truth and um I think there's a lot of shame still that's surrounding this, that women should be, you know, get back into things really quick and how you you live your life and how you look and and what you're doing and Mm -hmm. um, not giving women that space to say, like, it's really okay if you feel sad, if you feel isolated, if you feel in pain, if you feel ecstatic, like all of these things are a part of the process and, and acknowledging the 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 rightfulness of
0: this yeah I think it's so like such an important thing you're saying right now because for me also when I was going through that and I saw other mothers and they all look so glossy and glittery with their makeup and their babies and and I was just like I barely got into the shower some days you know (laughs) my hair was all sticky you know (laughs) and I looked at these moms also on, on social media and it was like what's wrong with me like seriously I got into that space even though I also did a lot of work by the way like being a yoga teacher you know and doing all that conscious work and working on myself and despite that I would still like I would still that was actually the judgment I had a bit there I felt like okay I should be able to do this and there's like this lack of self-love maybe that even happens there to a woman where you feel that you have to be able to do it all and still look perfect right Mm -hmm. and still be like you know doing everything the same way Mm -hmm. but it's not possible (laughs) so i love that yeah Mm -hmm. so i'm really happy that we're sharing about this and i think it's really such an important message to, to tell women that whatever comes up is part of the process and it's beautiful and there's nothing wrong with you. There's just Mm -hmm. nothing wrong with you. It's all part of it, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And this piece you said about self-love, I mean, this is so important within all of it. And one thing I always go back to is, as I was describing to you before, a few days after she was born, when I looked into her eyes and I felt this love, like, you know, a mother feels and it's just like nothing you've ever known before. And I asked myself, am I able to give that love to myself? Because if I can feel that love and give it to another human being, then it lives inside of me. So I have access to it. And what would it feel like if I gave that love to myself? And that's the love my mother also gave to me. So just try and see what happens if we, if we actually give that to ourselves, and it can shift a lot in a moment when I Mm -hmm. feel, um, you know, that I'm judging myself or I'm not able to give that to myself. And, um, yeah any of the any of the practices that we can bring into our life of of daily self-love and just small things where can you find a little bit of space to give to yourself and you know one of the things for me like you commented when we first came on oh i love your earrings is i love to find those little pockets of time where i get to maybe put on some nice clothes and put on some earrings and and put my hair and these are things i did before i gave birth so if i can just know even do that for five minutes in one day and just like absorb some of the feelings like that makes me feel really good and um you know maybe for some women it's just like being in a room silently by yourself or taking a bath or whatever it is that we can find where we just are able to give that to ourselves it's so so important
0: yes and that you still actually feel like a woman and not just a Mm -hmm. mom and that you're the person that is taking care of everybody but not of yourself and i think this is this is a big challenge too because you can get so detached from your own identity in that sense in your own being and you're just mm-hmm. like taking care of your child and if that continues, it actually gets can get to the point where it gets to be a bit dangerous as well because you really start to drain your resources. Also, I see that happening a lot too with, with women. It happened yeah. to me, so yeah, it's, it's yeah, me too. Yeah, I definitely... uh, like you were, you already shared some some really beautiful things there. Um, are there other things that you would say are important? Uh, for women in during that postpartum stage that you feel like you
1: would like to share Mm. yeah self-love is really at the top of that rest rest Mm. whenever you can Um, and creativity you know what what makes you feel that you can express creativity? For me, it's always been dance and movement. And it's been such an amazing tool and in some really difficult moments to just like let that really feminine, which you know, us as women, we hold such an um, beautiful amount of creative energy we are creators and to just find you know wherever you can to just express that a little bit and you know it looks different for all of us but i think it's it's definitely important Um, and try not to compare this world of comparison can be so harsh and so unnecessary remembering that each one of us is a totally unique in so many different ways, and we all have a right to be here. And there's no reason for us to compare to anybody else. Um, yeah, yeah. This, this comparison piece is very important for us as women. And I think having other women around us can really help to move through that. And as you mentioned, being a new mom, being around other new moms for me was so so important. There's this really special energy that gets shared between women who are. Yeah. living this same time together so yeah reach out to some other women that are um able to share this time with you yeah yeah i
0: think that's really really good advice for sure mm-hmm. and i was wondering because you were saying before you became a mom you traveled you know you were you were a very creative woman of oh, that yeah you can tell by everything that you do and the way you speak as well um so how do you experience that, that um, new life that is, has entered into your world right now? And how do you experience um, still being able to f- feel that free to create and do your projects and do your studies and all the things that you're wanting to do with a baby? How do you
1: experience
0: that? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, well, attachment parenting has been really amazing for me in this. And just understanding um, that at this point, baby and me are really still so deeply connected as one. And I have her with me, um, as many people know, baby wearing. I have a wrap that I wear her with me. So she naps on me always. Um, And it allows me to really like move through the day with her, and me sort of being one and you know she's eight months old now she's already standing up and trying to walk so she definitely is not in in her rap all the time but um, it's been a really amazing tool for me to just understand the unity of us and to allow her to come with me um, in many different things whether it's um, you know I do a singing group and I always bring her with me there I've brought her to women's circles all sorts of different things since she's been born Um, and not to feel like there's some sort of separation between us that I can't do something because of her to see like no you know, I just, I'm, we're here together. So there's going to be some differences in how I do things, but she's she wants to be with me. That's all she really wants. So how are we going to find our, our our place to continue to do things as I did before, but together? And, you know, there's, again, there's going to be some stuff that doesn't really work out, but there's new things that you didn't even know about mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. And the other big part for me is, um, is self-discipline um, in where I'm giving my energy. So I'm really, really careful to, and I, I did have to learn this a bit of the hard way, I think during the past eight months about where I give my energy out to and just saying, you know, no, I, by saying no to you, I'm saying yes to myself. I can't do this right now. I don't have the energy for it. And I need this energy for myself and for my baby. And so if I'm giving my energy out all over the place, it's going to be me who doesn't have anything at the end. So. I, I have a schedule every day that I really try and keep to as much as possible. And my daughter still just naps and, and drinks her milk whenever she wants. So it's a bit um, of a loose schedule, but within that schedule, every day I have an hour to myself where my husband is with her. So I have one hour that I know I can devote to my own personal practice that I need to have for myself. Um, and yeah, just being really aware of where I'm giving my time to throughout the day. And if I'm feeling really overwhelmed by something, just kind of coming back and being really clear okay, you know, that. Last hour, maybe something happened that it felt really stressful. I can close that story now and I'm going to move into something else and give my energy here now um, to something that's going to be more nourishing for myself. So that state of awareness about where we're giving our energy and saying no when it's just not resonating with you, listening to the body. If it doesn't feel good in my body, then it's a no. Right.
0: Yeah. So that attachment parenting actually sounds like because you said that, that, that you already came from your family, already used attachment parenting as well. So I'm hearing you say that it actually benefited you a lot to, 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 to notice and that you have that background and that you know that your baby is actually part of you. So you're supposed to live your life. I think this is actually a very important point to make. You're supposed to live your life with your child and take your child with you instead of being um yeah separating it and saying okay this is my life this is my child and i'm just gonna pull pull like some kind of uh separation there and then you get frustrated i think a lot of women also struggle with that because they feel like they have to sort of you know separate everything but if you take your baby along in your life of course it takes some you know it takes something to do that you have to change things but that's a learning curve as well but i think it's really important because i struggled with that as well to mm-hmm. to to do that and I, I didn't have that
1: background with attachment parenting mm-hmm. so good good, good tip <laughs> you know yeah i would definitely <laughs> recommend for women just to take a look at some of the the information about attachment parenting and as you said yeah, I was really lucky. My sister, um, who her oldest daughter is 16. So I had seen the attachment parenting model, um, you know, as old as 16 years ago. And what was the result? She has a very beautiful daughter who's so emotionally grounded um, and her son as well. So, I, yeah, I had a really nice um I guess advantage of seeing somebody and having the teachings come from somebody really close in my family. So it felt very obvious to me like, okay, this is what you do with the baby. You know, you have them wrapped up on you and you take them everywhere you want to go. And she wore her babies on her till they were three years old. So, um, but yeah, I love, I love everything about this. And even just going in deeper to the science of, um, human beings, um, why we need attachment when we're born and how when we don't have attachment we can have possibility of feeling that we're not safe in our emotional body throughout the later parts of our as we grow and in, in our relationships. so you know as a whole other topic but there's a lot of really beautiful information it's all about interesting. It is, it's, uh,
0: <laughs> I should do like uh, a, a separate podcast just about attachment parenting like really <laughs> <and> conscious <content, laughs> parenting and the whole thing you know it's so it's so it's interesting absolutely. Yeah. So um, uh, I was wondering. You mentioned your relationship briefly and how it changed your the interaction with your husband. So how did you experience that through this journey? Were you able? Are you now at a point where you feel that you're able to express what you need? Like, how did it change the dynamic? Would you do you want to share something about that?
1: Yeah, definitely. I think this is a really important piece as well because I feel yeah. like. And what what I've understood is it's a challenge for a lot of couples, what happens after giving birth. And um, I think it would, again, have been something I would have loved to have had a little bit more understanding of if I had gone out and and explored a little bit deeper, because, yeah, there's so many things. It's like, you know, two new people that are trying to get to know each other when they don't have a lot of space and they have another human being who needs their full attention all the time and yeah we had some really difficult moments i mean it still do there's there's lots of times that are challenging where you know we're trying to be parents together but then there's the 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 couple so it's you know there's a there's a duo and a trio and then two duos and everyone's trying to figure out like in each moment how do we navigate this and um yeah i think some of the tools in this we already talked about was about the clear yes and the clear no. I mean, this for me has been really big, just clear communication and just like speaking my truth and also being able to listen when somebody else is speaking their truth. And we're constantly trying to work into a deeper state of being in clear and conscious communication with each other. And again, that's something that's really important to us into how we speak to our daughter. So um, any, any resources that are out there to help couples with building communication in conscious ways, I think are super, super important. And, um, you know, just trying to remember to come back to the love also, and just, you know, the love that we, that we hold within ourselves and how we're able to, to express that love.
0: Yeah, that's beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, so, um, what I was wondering is, are there any because you shared about how you're passionate about the postpartum period? And I was wondering um, if there's any projects or things that you're working on right now that you would like to share regarding the feminine or the postpartum period, maybe?
1: Yeah, thank you for asking this. There is some projects in the works. Um, Right now, I'm sort of in the preliminary stages, the early stages of a a bigger project, but I'm really focusing on uh, sharing my own story and being in a space of transparency and vulnerability. Um, and you know, I have a couple different groups, some, some big groups, some international groups that I do share this in, but I'm starting to stretch out a little bit more into different types of social media platforms in order to speak about what I'm experiencing and, um, yeah, just get the conversation happening a lot more. Um, and there's definitely some uh, bigger pieces that I'm going to be weaving in in the future about how we can be um, working with our body and becoming in a more in a state of oneness with our body in order to really harness the creative power that does come during this time of postpartum and how we can rise how we can rise in this moment um, and just connect to ourself a lot deeper. So, you know, this is really my mission and my vision is to be living this myself and then to be sharing what has been my journey. And, and hopefully through that comes being able to offer something to other women as well, you know, to be able to guide other women who are looking for this kind of information, you know, really similar to what you're doing by having this podcast, getting the information out yeah
0: i want to do like i i totally feel what you're saying and i'm sure something beautiful will come out of it like i feel your energy is it's, yeah you, you just know it's going to happen it's going to manifest right and i actually want to bring something uh, very similar into the world as well so it could be nice to to talk about with each other and i i feel we have very similar um goals here and intentions and visions so it's really nice to hear and i'm really happy that you're doing that because it's so needed, I feel, yeah. to do work. So yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm really happy to hear that we're on the same yeah. uh, similar path with this. Like just to know that there's more women out there that are wanting to do this. I feel we can really grow yeah. this vision, you know, by by coming together and having these yeah. conversations like this and sharing about what we want exactly. to wanna create. Yeah. Exactly. So nice.
0: And the last question that I wanted to ask you, if you have like three nuggets of wisdom that you would want to share with women that are listening to this podcast, like a woman that is thinking about becoming a mom or at the beginning of her journey, uh, what would those be?
1: Hmm. Trust yourself. Yeah. Yeah go inside and and meet yourself and see how you can form some really beautiful trust with yourself. I think this is something that's so needed and so important um, and it's gonna be so helpful throughout this whole journey. I love to come back to this this word trust and this feeling of what trust feels like inside of my body. Um, And the second one, it's all about the body. Um, To know our body is power. And um, yeah, I, I think through pregnancy and birth, there's such a big window to get to know our bodies in ways that are so beyond what happens before we become pregnant and um yeah so I would say go there like really just allow yourself to go in and and see what is happening inside of this body and what messages want to come through me connecting into our womb space I mean there's so much wisdom that comes from the female womb this is where we're holding all of this beautiful creative power and this is where our baby is growing so allowing yourself to just really go in and, and listening to whatever is happening and um releasing judgment I think all of these things really tie into e- into each other um being able to release all the judgment that we have been carrying for ourselves, that our lineages have been carrying and that we've we see all around us all the time and just know that um as i said before like we're all needed here and so this you know the path of releasing judgment is really this path of self-love and i believe that our babies you know this is what they this is what they see in us they see this this woman that they just love more than anybody else and um to you know to go there with our babies and and to be in that state of of just sharing this really infinite love of ourself and of each other and um yeah i feel this is is so important so you know whatever whatever tools and resources that you are able to have access to that can support this love and this trust and sisterhood, you know, this is going to be an amazing resource for this, find a sisterhood, whether it's on Facebook, or whether it's within your community. I think there's so many beautiful options for women out there to find a sisterhood that really speaks to who they are. Um, and yeah, just you know let yourself become an active part of of what's going on with all of the women and we're we're all you know we're all in this together we're all one and and i think we're going to be stronger within ourselves the stronger we are within each other within the community with each other
0: oh beautiful thank you so much and i think it's good also to share some of the resources the things that you just talked about below the podcast for women to to go to and to connect to if they have any questions or they want more information Absolutely. So, yeah so thank you so much for this interview i really enjoyed talking to you and i think there was so much beautiful wisdom coming out there so yeah thank you so much
1: yes thank you to you it's been such a beautiful conversation i feel really inspired by the work that you're doing and so happy to support this and would love to keep conversations going with you in the future and i'm excited to see um, what you're going to be creating
0: yes same here (laughs) yeah i'm really curious also to stay in touch and to keep the conversation going and i'm curious to see what's going to manifest and what we'll create more feminine energy, so exciting mm-hmm. time! Yeah,
1: very. Mm-hmm.
0: So, I hope you have a great day, and I'll talk, I'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.